how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, and more, where we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and methods of a creative life. This episode is brought to you by FreelancerClass.com. At FreelancerClass, you can learn how to become a freelancer full-time or part-time. The online course will teach you how to make money as a writer, marketer, graphic designer, virtual assistant, or an accountant from the comfort of your own home. Make a little extra money or replace your income at FreelancerClass.com. In this episode, we speak with Kerry Fukunaga about his love for screenwriting from an early age. The director behind True Detective Season 1 talks about his Netflix film, Beasts of No Nation, which stars Idris Elba. Currently, Fukunaga is also working on The Alienist and Maniac for television, and he also has a credit for the new Stephen King adaption of It. Chad, I started screenwriting pretty young. I wrote my first screenplay when I was 14, um, which was uh, actually, actually how I learned how to type. Um, and uh, I, I don't know why I started doing it. I just... I did I did creative writing in, in in junior high, and I think I was just into the idea of storytelling, and um, have always uh, had little shorts I wanted to tell. And, and I wouldn't say the writing was very good back then, but I was doing it. What were some of your influences back then? Um, um, reading, I mean, like in terms of other literature that I was using, or um, either way, film stuff. or literature, yes. I mean, one of my, my favorite books when I was growing up uh, was Alex Haley's Roots. I read that when I was 13. And then I read uh, the autobiography, autobiography of Malcolm X when I was 14. Um, those were like, Alex Haley was my favorite author. Um, it, it, basically, I think I was coming alive at that point, becoming a little more conscious about what's happening in the world. Prior to that, my, my favorite book was um, uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. But... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking back. Um, I don't know what happened when I was 13, but I definitely uh, changed uh, interest a little bit. Um, and then I went on starting Tony Morrison, Beloved, and, and yeah, I think I just got really into a different style of writing. And then from Tony Morrison, sort of like, like almost magical realism, I got more into Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Totally different than the kind of movies I make, but... Okay. Um, so what led you to wanting to adapt the novel for Beasts of No Nation? Uh, I had been working in the subject already for about six years, trying to come up with a story uh, about the Civil War in Sierra Leone and about um, displaced peoples and about child soldiers. Uh, and, and then I read Uzo's novel, and I just felt like in a very elegant and, and concise way, he told a very powerful story. And uh, I think I felt that that was the best way into this uh, into this subject. 
What kind of ways did it differ from the other films you've written and directed? Um... I read a lot of, uh, like, a lot of dangerous sets and that kind of thing. No, I mean, the sets weren't that dangerous. Uh, that's kind of been, like, exaggerated. Like, Idris almost falling to his death and stuff. I mean, you can you can do a lot of dangerous things on a movie set. There's heavy equipment. There's lots of people moving around. People just focus on their job. Uh, I, I think the sets were relatively safe, um, given the locations we were shooting in. Uh, no one was ever seriously injured or in danger of being seriously injured. And I think that's also partially due to the whole, um, you know, Sarah Jones, rest in peace, you know, her, in memory of, was all over our slates, you know, responsible filmmaking and safe filmmaking being of the utmost concern because of uh, the nature of what we're doing. is that We're not saving the world. We're telling narrative stories. So, there's no reason anyone making these stories should ever be at risk. Um, but um, it was definitely extreme conditions and difficult in terms of uh, shooting in a tropical environment in the middle of the rainy season uh, on the equator, uh, short days, not a lot of money, um, ambitious schedule in terms of the amount of stuff we're trying to get in those days. And that, that was pretty fatiguing. How many days were you actually filming? Uh, 35 days. Wow. Um, so what kind of research was involved outside of the novel when writing the story? Uh, so I, I had been doing about six years of research before I even read the novel. So a lot of books, um, a lot of uh, human rights uh, reports, um, uh, a lot of first-person uh, sort of narratives. I went to Sierra Leone myself in 2003 to do research. Um, and uh, and uh, just sort of... Um, and then once I came back last year, or a year and a half ago now, to get ready to make the film again, I did a lot more updated research uh, uh, in the subject and, and uh, tried to... Uh, include as much of that stuff as possible into the uh, final screenplay. Okay. Um, after the research, what are some of your, like, writing rituals? When it's just you alone in the room, would you write in the mornings or at night or, or what? Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I like to write uh, as, like, in, in, in compressed a period as possible. Um. I don't like to um, extend it or just keep working on something too long. Um, just because I, I think that it's important to sort of like, when you're writing especially, to, to make it happen. Um, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? There's something about a focused amount of writing. Like I, I usually write within a two-week period. So I do a ton of research, a ton of outlining, and then I'll just, I won't leave my apartment day and night while I'm writing. And it might take me until three in the afternoon to actually start writing words down, but it's just part of my process. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you find to be the most difficult step in the writing process? Uh, starting. Starting is always <laughs> the most difficult. Okay. Once you get started and your, your mind like gets into the gear of doing it, it's great. But like, I will avoid the start process by any means. Uh, 
not in, and not intentionally. Like, I know I have to write, but I'll find all kinds of little tasks I have to take care of before I start writing. Um, what makes a good story? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, really, it's such a for me. I mean, even me, my 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 tastes are so wide. Like, why do I like certain things? It could be the character, it could be the environment, it could be just the execution is so flawless. You know. It's so varied. What I think makes a good story. I think ultimately any story where you where you obviously want to know the next beat is a good story, and that doesn't even have to be well executed. You know. What kind of advice do you have for new writers, or what kind of advice did you wish you had a few years ago in writing or in directing? Hmm. The kind of advice what I have wanted. Um, Just for writing, huh? Yeah, either way, if you want to talk about directing as well or, or kind of the parallels. I, I, I think it's kind of just like, like a lot of people want to write. A lot of people have ideas about what they want to write. But it is that same thing, just getting started, just doing it. Um, that's the most difficult process. Once, If you can start, you will probably finish. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just keep doing it. And it's part of the reason why I do a two-week writing period because I think if you can't get it done in two weeks, you can't slam out some kind of draft in that time period. Uh, it doesn't even have to be the good draft, you know, just something that uh, approximates what you're after. Um, you may never finish it, you know. So it's it's just it's about making sure you finish something, see it through to the end. Um, I wish someone had told me for actually how, uh, how easy it is actually to write a feature film in the sense of, getting a feature draft done. Like, there's something that seems so daunting if that is what you want to do, write a screenplay, about, about doing a 110-page screenplay. But if you think about how difficult it is to write a novel, you know, the, the, where everything is about the prose and the, the structure and format which you're telling that story with the voice of your, pen, you know, of, of your review as the author is, that's so much more complicated than writing a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. You have a very unique style of uh, filming. Where did you kind of get the influences for cinematic influences? Um, I don't know. I don't really think I'm that unique. <laughs> up, up until now, I've just been sort of like, I feel like a lot of my films have been studies on, on classicism. So uh, I don't really feel like I have branched out completely into like my own unique voice. I, I still feel like I'm, I'm discovering that. Mm-hmm. Do you do you write differently knowing what the shots are going to look like? I mean, do you see it all pretty much in your head, or is it kind of on location? Um, I definitely uh, have a lot of shots that are in my head beforehand, uh, but not every shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's a lot of stuff that I am I'm playing with uh, generally, and I'll just sort of like, uh, describe it as, as minimally they have to uh, beforehand, and then um, and then uh, I'll find it on set and there's other setups where I, I know absolutely what I'm trying to shoot. Okay. Uh, anything else you'd like to share about this film? Um, yeah, I'm not really sure about the film. Um, I can't really think of anything right now. You pretty much covered it. Okay. Is there? Can you share anything about what you're working on next? 
Um, I'm working on uh, a TNT show called The Alienist right now, and I'm not going to direct the whole thing, but I, I'm, I'm EPing it and making sure all the scripts are in order. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about or anything else that might be coming up or a passion project you're working to, to get the rights to or anything? Um, not right now. No, I'm pretty much kind of on track for everything I want to be doing passion project-wise. It's kind of like everything's kind of out there, I think, in the, in the sort of released information world. Um, I think I got too many projects, so I was just trying to focus on the ones that are the most important. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the newsletter to get your free download of the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block, which includes advice from writers such as Aaron Sorkin, William Monahan, and Carrie Fukunaga. The newsletter will also keep you up to date on future episodes, new articles, and more. Sign up at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com.